bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories of an MS Challenge Walk. Welcome to MS Challenge Talk, a weekly podcast in support of the Greater New England chapter of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society's annual MS Challenge Walk, being held every September on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. My name is Ken Gagney, and I'm your host for this show where we speak with the heroes and veterans of MS Challenge Walk, people who have taken the pledge to walk three days and 50 miles or support the event, and in doing so bring us one step closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. This is our eighth weekly show and the first one of summer 2012. Summer arrived the evening of Wednesday, June 20th at 7.09 p.m., and the weather was there to back it up. Temperatures have been high up into the 90s, and I hope everybody is staying cool, staying hydrated. We have some tips on our blog about how to make sure that you're getting enough liquids during your training. Check out challengeblog.org for more details. Which brings me to a letter we recently received from a listener, that being Rhonda Lake. She made the very sage suggestion that when you are training for MS Challenge Walk, when you are out and doing your walks, make sure that you are prepared to simulate the experience of actually walking on Cape Cod, which means having all your gear with you. If you plan on walking in the Cape Cod Rail Trail, with a camelback or some other water supply or an iPod speaker or a fanny pack or anything else. You don't want MS Challenge Walk to be your first time walking with that gear. You want to practice with it so that you know exactly what to expect and you don't get any surprises. Otherwise, your training and the actual event can be very different experiences and you don't want to be caught unawares at that critical juncture. Speaking of being prepared, this week we have a couple of great interviews for you that will help you get ready for the MS Challenge Walk. The vacation I gave Danielle is over, so she's back on the air giving us more insight into the -the behind-the-scenes creation of the event. And then we'll be talking with not one but two veterans of MS Challenge Walk. I just couldn't separate them. They came as a bundle, and I was happy to speak with them both. Let's hear what they have to say. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Ken. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm so eager to hear what's new about MS Challenge Walk this week. Well, we've got two new sponsors this week. Accorda and Teva Pharmaceuticals are both sponsoring the Challenge Walk, which is great news, helps us reach our fundraising goal. Now, what does it mean to be a sponsor of the event? The levels of funding vary, but usually they provide either a monetary donation or what we call an in-kind donation, which means they donate product. And we discuss specifically what that gets them, but usually uh, advertisement at the event, some people choose to sponsor a rest stop, um, and then they get all the signage there. So if there are any interested parties, we have expo sponsorships starting at very low at Cape Cod Sea Camps, and that means you'd be able to show things. We're in discussions with some people to do that right now. Let me know if you have any sponsor leads. (laughs) (laughs) We'll certainly do so. So those two companies, they'll be on site at the event? They may be. We're working through negotiations right now. Right now, they've just given us monetary sponsorship to have their logo there. I'm not sure I'm familiar with these two particular companies. What is their connection to the cause? They both have MS medications, Copaxone and the walking drug Ampira. Oh, great. So this is very much an event that's up their alley then? Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, congratulations on scoring those two sponsors. That's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. And we're still looking for more, so if I hear of any, I'll let you know. 
Yeah, we're always looking for more, and we've had innovative new ones come in this year. Barefoot Wine and Bubbly, we announced a few weeks ago, they came in this year. They're completely new, and they will be on site. Um, we're in discussions with a wheel, a, a company that kind of refits vans to be able to be handicap accessible. They're in discussions to come down. So we're always interested. If people think there's a fit, we will try to make it work with the company. Well, hey, if it helps, tell them that I'm happy to plug their wares on the MS Challenge Talk. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Anytime. Great. Thanks for your help, Danielle. Of course. So today we're trying something a little different. We're going to double your pleasure and double your fun by speaking to two walk veterans. We have Kathy Hannon and John Steinman. Hi. Hi. How are you, Ken? Fine. How are you? Good. Thank you. You two are on the same team, right? Yes. And and what team is that? The name of the team is The Soul Train. The Soul Train. Is that a new team? Relatively new team. This is our second official year in the walk. Uh, We used to be members of the the, uh what was it called? The Scrap Dogs. Oh, that's right. The Scrap Dogs over time disbanded, but we wanted to keep going together, so we formed our own new team, just the two of us. So the Scrap Dogs got scrapped. They did. (laughs) Essentially, yes. Well, I'm glad that didn't let you stop you. No, not at all. Not a chance. (laughs) Now, if I understand correctly, you two have been related for a while now? Yes. (laughs) 40 years. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Kathy is my younger sister. Yeah, she's the youngest of four. I'm the third youngest in in the bunch. It was... Our older brother, Jim, our older sister, Tracy, then myself, and then Kathy was the, mm. the runt of the litter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all walking for Kathy? We started really more for our dad because he's had MS now over 30 years, over 30 years. And we did little walks around, you know, Concord and local walks where we grew up. And then I was diagnosed 10 years ago and heard of the challenge walk and so I went and volunteered a couple of years and I've been fortunate that I felt well for the most part for 10 years so after the second year of watching these walkers and the people in the wheelchairs and people who just just inspiring and watching them come over the finish I said I I can do that and I you know especially for our daddy's he's never griped never complained and just to be able to that first year especially, I, to complete the walk for him and see him at the finish line and standing up, which is tremendously difficult for him. So I'd say we really, not for myself, but I think I started it primarily as something to do for Dad and also as a way just to think, get involved or just be a part of it. And then, um, then just as the years go by, there's so many other people that... You know, we met, I think my, our dad is probably still the main reason behind what keeps us motivated, but there, you know, there's just everybody on that walk has someone or has a story. And so I think you, as, as you get to do the walk, you walk for all of them, whether you know them or just know them by face or see them once a year. And, um, it's, it's just great. It's, it's just a really good, rewarding. Feeling yeah. for yeah, it. you accumulate reasons over the years. Absolutely, and usually these people we see them only once a year or during this event, but it, it doesn't matter. It's just like we picked up again and um, in and see them, and they become friends even though you only see them usually at this event. I'm sure this is something you never wanted to have in common with your father. Um, is no, it? but th- obviously I didn't. But I am really fortunate. I haven't had a whole lot of episodes, and the way that both my mom and dad, because they're really a very strong pair, and John can, you know, confirm it, that when we were growing up, the way that he handled himself and the way he was, they never, he never 
griped really or said, oh, poor me. So in a way, by having lived watching him and have it, I, I knew I'd be okay. He was your model. Yeah. And he's very strong. And even to this day, um, they just, they were, it was comforting almost. I mean, it's certainly nothing we want to have in common, but I knew I'd be okay. Um, I think, I think in some ways I can relate to him that maybe the other kids can't, which isn't any different, but especially the last year, this past year on the walk was my first time where I was telling my feet to walk and the darn things just would not walk. And so I think, not that it makes dad and I closer, but I could relate a little bit more thinking, oh, that's what when he's trying to transfer from the wheelchair to the car and I see him really trying to move and it just isn't. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's the feeling. And that was so your first taste of that. It was sure. the first taste. And, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that I really haven't had the, the side effects and stuff that others have, but I think it, um, just gave me more of a glimpse into it. And, you know, he's, he's, um, he's a man of few words, <laughs> I, I think. And yeah, so he definitely is. And that's, I know when I started to do the walk, it was the same. Kathy had started ahead of me, and I had a young family at the time myself, so I I wasn't able to do more than just get down and help be there at the finish line and cheer them on. But once my kids got a little bit older, I was able to invest some time and say, you know what, I want to go down there and do the walk too because I remember uh, my godmother was down there at the finish line. She said, what this walk needs is some some male Steinmans in there. Get in there and do some walking. I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to sign up and do it. And uh First year I did it, we did it together, and we did the walk, and it was a great experience for me. I really enjoyed doing it. And um, (laughs) I wanted to do it to support the family. You know, Kathy has MS, and Dad has MS, so I wanted to do the walk and see what it was all about. But uh, year after year as I've done the walk, you see the same people time and time and time again down there. What keeps you coming back for more? I really look forward to going down there and seeing everybody each year, you know. Obviously, this last year for Kathy, it was very difficult seeing her as her older brother not be able to walk. It's an eye-opener for for everybody because you realize with the MS especially, it's critical for, for Kathy and anybody with MS to make sure that they're really taking care of themselves as much as they can to make sure that she can continue on with the day-to-day activities that we all take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, getting up, walking up the stairs, going out to your car, driving, how you're going to carry your baby around. It was really a... It just helps inspire you to want to do more and more. You know, you really you just can't put it. You can have all the money in the world, but uh, if you don't have your your health to enjoy it with, it makes it really difficult. And, mm-hmm. and if you do have all the money in the world, we're going to try and come get it for our walk team. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of fundraising does your team do? Well, we've done a couple. The Last year was our first event, first time that we tried to do an organized event. And what we did was we had some a company that I was affiliated with Picked up, we picked up some grills from them. They were grills, Celtics grills, Red Sox grills, Patriots grills. So we bought the grills and we sold raffle tickets to raise money. Five dollars per ticket. We got a, we went to the town where we were going to do the, do the raffle. We got a permit for it, which was ten dollars to get the permit. But you want to be legal when you're doing it. Make sure the state knows you're trying to do it. Do I recall that was out in Pepperell? Yes, it was Pepperell, Mass. And we did it right at the uh, community center. We got the community center for free because we're a nonprofit organization doing a fundraiser for a charity. Now, when you say we're a nonprofit, do you mean the MS Society or your own team? The MS Society. Because some people actually form their own nonprofit under their team names that they can take checks. 
Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Kevin Lombardi was talking to me about being able to do that, which is a great idea. We haven't done that yet. Yes. Last year was our first year of just uh, running a raffle and getting our feet wet yep. doing mm-hmm. that, getting understanding the process of how you go about doing a fundraising mm-hmm. raffle because we, we wanted to do something. We just weren't sure how to go about mm-hmm. doing it. Now, why did you go all the way out to Pepperell instead of right here in Chelmsford? Because that's where I live. John lives <laughs> oh, okay. there, and so he was a big help for getting this because just with things going on, I'll – and John was much better at organizing and getting the stuff and taking care of it. So I was like, you know what? I'll be a go-to girl if you tell me where I need to be. That's great. But as far as trying to organize it all, John was able to get the stuff, call who we need, and organize it. And so Pepperl, it's only like 20 minutes away from here. Yeah. So Pepperl it was. And that worked. Because um, we used to, and I still do, we'd write letters to family, friends, to anybody. And that was very successful. But then you feel badly going kind of year after year back to the same people and then mm-hmm. we're both tapping into the same you know pool or, yeah, or same, whatnot same family, and right. so we just decided um with it last year we had a great opportunity and thought you know what all we have to do is sit there eat muffins and sell raffle tickets and it was very successful for us no and so you're good at all those things yeah, we, we, yeah. absolutely connor came and slept on me the whole time pretty yeah. much and you might want to clarify who connor is oh my son that's gonna yeah. be my little guy guy Son. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, it, it really, actually, that was a good event for us because we we learned a lot about the fundraising, what to do and what not to do, where to go, what's going to be more successful. And this year, mm-hmm. what we did is we actually donated one of our grills to a local restaurant, and in return, they gave us ten percent of the take that day. We gave them the grill; they gave it away to a customer that day, no purchase necessary, so you didn't have to run a raffle and pay you know, your sales tax to the state for it. You, we just gave it away to a customer, and they gave us 10% of their take for the day. We set up a box for contributions. We got $228 in contributions that one day, plus $640 from, from Bailey's Fire and Grill. That's and, great. And it really was, because we both have young families and yeah. stuff, we didn't have to run around every weekend with lugging the grills and setting up. And not that it was difficult. Well, I didn't have to lift them, but, um, you know, it was a one thing it was really yeah. easy the restaurant Bailey's was great and a big big help to us and they just made it simple and it helped them and it worked out really well and they then offered that next year we're going to try a chili fest for them so we just yeah. really were able to build good relations and sure. it, it worked out great oh, so we're yeah. excited we didn't want to race it for this year but we'll be working towards that we're trying Take to build up slowly. With the blister, That's great. The blister buddies. Yeah, because the blister buddies are also located out in the Pepperell area, and uh, so they're they're a help. They're a bigger team, Huge a more help. established team. So they're help giving us guidance and support as we try to grow our team. Yep. They're suggesting ideas and offering to help us out Which as we great. go, and that's so, what it's all about. So it hasn't been competitive. Gosh, no, no, no. We went to their chowder fest. They helped us out. They came down. To the Bailey's, they came down to the restaurant. The Lombardi party drove an hour to support us yeah. and came. So it, we've had great luck with them offering to help because they're helping us and we try to help them with what we can and so the, it, cause it's yeah. all going to the same pool. It's all exactly. the same. Everyone's going for the same cause and yeah. whatever your individual story was for coming there. You just all blend together, I think. And so no, they, everyone's been very helpful for trying to help us to get our feet even wetter and, and yeah. more developed. So it's great. Why start your own team, Soul Train, instead of just joining, say, the Blister Buddies? That's a great question because we thought the same thing, especially when the Scrap Dogs broke up and they were a big established team as well. We thought, 
well, maybe we maybe we just kind of morph into another team, see if we could just join up with those guys. And, and while that's a good idea and it's good to jump in with another team, we like the idea of being able to do our own thing as we do the fundraising. Not so much that we didn't want to be a part of a bigger team and be told, okay, you're going to help out at this event and need to say, oh, boy, that must, might be inconvenient. What we wanted to do is be able to try our own hand at some fundraising events and think of how much stronger the society is going to be. We could be two little pieces in a big team and maybe do a little bit, but if we can grow our team and their team at the same time, we're going to pull in even more people, more contacts, yeah. and get that pool of people donating money, which is what it's all about, even larger. And I think we'll be able to do that better because we're able to recruit. We have another teammate joining us that was a high school uh, friend of ours. He's actually coming up from Washington, D.C. to walk with us this year. Yeah. My daughter, Taylor, is walking with us this year. She's nine years old, and she's gonna. she signed up for the full 50. She's already raised she is. What, eight, yeah. $850. She's over uh, us, yeah. Yeah, she's doing well. You know, she's doing anything she can to help. So if we can continue to grow our team, then eventually we'll be a larger team as well, and we can help out those teams that are just starting out by sharing what worked for us. So when you have so many teammates who are all part of the same extended family, how do you decide who fundraises from whom? Because like you said, you're all drawing from the same pool. We look at it as a team effort, and what we'll do is we'll actually assemble money, and when we get the money, we'll start small. We'll get a couple hundred dollars from one event, maybe $500 from an event, raffle a grill or hold a drawing somewhere for raffle tickets, sell a basket, and then we try to turn that money over. We'll hold an event, and then we'll grow that pile. We'll keep some money that we keep trying to roll back into prizes and hold raffles and small raffles at work, anything that works. When we accumulate the cash, then we divvy it up among the team members because we're all on the same team. So we try to get everybody to their fundraising goal by sharing the money that we, we put into a pot and then we divvy it up. Yeah. And so for like his daughter who, you know, it's quite the undertaking that she's nine and wants to join again and sign up for the full 50. So you know what? It's the least we can do that the money that we had made on the the restaurant one, you know what? Put it in her pot because it's just everyone yeah. trying. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, John and I being brother and sister, maybe there's a little competitive needling. But Only a little bit. <laughs> Only a little bit. We, we still, know it's all going. It's for all one. in good fun, and so as long as we can both just so that it goes to the society, like you know, if we can both hit our targets, anything over that's great. But as long as we can, however it works to meet those goals, then yeah, then we're good. So you don't chastise Taylor for not pulling her weight? No. Only a little bit. Only <laughs> Maybe a little needle bit. a little bit. I'm pretty sure she's going to blow by me at the walk, so she's I might do, need her help. <laughs> we, we, we thought it was great to have her involved with it because at a young age, nine years old, she could start to learn. We're going to take her out of school for a couple of days for the walk. She's going to walk as much as she can. Mm-hmm. She's training this summer, so she's learning about staying in shape and exercising. She's learning about helping others who are less fortunate than you. She's learning about supporting family, Auntie Kat. Kathy and Grandpa, and uh, she's going to learn more in that three-day walk than she will probably all of fourth grade, to be honest, just about how it is, how important it is to live as a, a good person. Does she feel guilty about accepting those team funds as opposed to raising her own? No, not at all. Actually, she feels very happy that she's in the lead right now, yeah. <laughs> but she she has ideas for fundraising herself, yeah. and that's the key. She wants to do a yard sale this year, and she's donating some of her stuff for that. She wants to do a lemonade stand, and she's going to try and set one up down at the local pharmacy, so She's got some ideas of her own that we wouldn't have thought of that she'll end up uh, making some money for it. And that's just planting the seed early. And And eventually, she'll be leading our team, we hope, down the road. And she is involved as much as she can be being a girl. Like, you know, she came up to the event and wants to help and wants to pitch in and wants to support. So she's. I think she's learning, and I think the walk for her will be as eye-opening probably in a different way. I haven't seen it through a nine-year-old's eyes. Mm -hmm. But I think that she will probably come away with it more than... 
she thinks as well, you yeah. know? She's um, at the age, and we're, we're at the age now where instead of trying to not hold her back so much, say, oh, you can't do that, honey. You're too young to do that. Now we're saying, you know what? You can do that, and you, might, you should. You should come yeah. down and do as much as you can instead of trying to hold her back. What I'm thinking is for her own good. Bring her down. She's old enough, but that's being her dad, you know, that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think she's going to get quite a bit out of it. And she's done, like I said, she's doing her part. She's doing the fundraising she can do, and she's doing her uh, training walks. And mm-hmm. we're going to support her financially with some of the corporate sponsors that we get, which is another great idea I meant to mention, fundraising. Sell spots on the back of your team T-shirt. We go to businesses. We show them the back of our team T-shirts. We got them through Vistaprint. Now, they don't have a discount for nonprofit organizations or charities. But I asked if they would be willing to give me a discount, and they gave me 30% off my order just for asking. So it never hurts to ask (laughs) because they want my business down the road. So we got a couple of names on the back of sponsors that gave us $100, $200, to be honest, we would have taken fifty bucks, five bucks, any kind of money is good money. Mm-hmm. And um, we showed it to them. We sold sponsors. We went to a couple other local businesses that we do business at, uh, flower shops, automotive repair. Asked if they were interested, and we already we're up to I think six sponsors yeah. right now. I mean, so we'll have some more letters going out and yeah. other things, and just another way that you know the worst someone's going to do is say no because fundraising. Yeah. I think. Or I, I find, you know, people, they give if they can, but I do think it's one of the trickiest parts of it or sure. most daunting task. If you were a new walk, watch, if you're a new walker, sometimes people, it's the first time and people have a really good response. But I think I start to feel guilty after coming back year after year. So branching out and doing a couple of these new, new ideas, I think will hopefully Prove, um, it energizes the, the team too. Yeah. Instead of kind of looking forward, like kind of dreading having to go and ask my aunt and my uncle again to support us on the walk, we're kind of more energized because we have an idea that worked last year. Well, now we want to get a new idea. We want to build something that's sustainable that we can look forward to. So the challenge of having a successful fundraising project is actually pretty energizing for the team. We feed off of that because it's a new idea. It's a solution to a problem that we have, raising money. So we want to make it work, learn from it, and just keep growing that idea so we can do it year in and year out. We had it with the, the grills, but they went out of business. So we got as many as we could. But that, what we did with the grills got us rolling towards what we're going to be doing down the road, and uh, including selling sponsorships on the back of the shirt. It's a lot easier to pitch that to a company. If you go in to see them, you say, hey, we're going to put your name on the back of our t-shirt. We're going to see, you know, 600 walkers and thousands of volunteers over a three-day mm-hmm. span at the Cape. And in addition, we run a, a website with our team webpage. And what's, we'll, the, what's that URL? It is uh, www.mswalksoultrain.com. That's S-O-L-E? Uh, yeah. S-O-L-E, correct. Yeah. And uh, if you, if, when people log on, we have the mobile app too, all through Vistaprint. It's $18 a month to run it. And we can put a sponsor page on there. And we just put their link to their website right onto our website. And so when I walk into a business and I bring in my T-shirt, I can say, listen, I'm going to put your name right here on our T-shirt. And I take my iPhone out and I show them, your web address is going to go right here under our sponsor list with a big thank you. And it's a tax deduction for your company as well. It's very easy to get $50, $100, $200 from people, especially people that make money off of me year in and year mm-hmm. out. So I start with those local companies first. And uh, it's really been a great way to raise money. We've raised over $600 so far. We're going to be digging into that all summer long. And do they expect you to have a dozen people on your team and that many shirts showing their logo? 
I don't think it's even come up yet with it, and I would never. I would. Te- I'd be honest with how many we do have, and I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't. No, I would hand out a T-shirt to everybody at the walk and say, "Can you pose for one picture for me?" And the ones that we have actually, we probably have with the as far as walkers, we have four, and then there's probably yeah. in total about maybe twelve. Twelve of us. Yeah. With the family, Marty support and team. I support count them as members. Yeah. My wife and our uh, sister and brother and, and Marty. Yeah. They all are part of the team too. But we couldn't do it without them. That's no. for sure. They're Absolutely taking care not. of the kids. Yeah. They're helping with the advertising. They're helping with the fundraising, even though they don't walk. Got something and. Cheering us on and just all that extra stuff yeah. that you need out there along the way and to keep going. So mm-hmm. sometimes, much like with the crew, you guys, we have the easy part for the most part of the walking. We just walk. You guys bring us snacks and there's water and stuff, <laughs> whereas the crew really works hard. So you uh, you need everybody. It's all, it's all We're all one big team, really. And your team fundraises together. Do you also train together? Not really. No. no. I've never trained for the first four years, to be honest <laughs> with you. My job, in my job, I walk a lot as a production supervisor in a plant. I was back and forth all day. I probably did seven, eight miles a day walking, just done my normal job. Uh, last year, though, was the first year when I switched positions. I got more of a desk job, and I didn't have, a, I did not train as much, and my feet definitely felt it. Uh, so this year, I've actually been training a little bit more with my daughter just to make sure she's ready for the walk and more importantly, I'm ready for the walk because uh, it's uh, it was definitely as you get a little bit older, you have to make sure that you're eating right and training right and just get out there and walk. Uh, but with our schedules, and I'm in Pepperell and Kathy's here in Chelsea, yeah. we don't do too many walks together. Well, Taylor and I do. Kathy and I don't. No. No, I don't think we ever have, really. Usually it's when we see each other at the start. Yeah. <laughs> we go, you ready? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and that's it. And we're good to go. Yeah, and at so. the end of day one, I always say the same thing right when I cross the finish line. I say, everything hurts, including my feelings. Yeah, because... <laughs> oh, so but I make it. I'm going to make it every day. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's uh, But as I get a little bit older, I'm going to make sure I get that training walking. Another thing, especially with the advertising on the back of our shirts... The more we're out there with our shirts on and showing what we're doing and who we're walking for, you never know when you're going to run into that person on the bike path that says, hey, I have some, I know somebody with MS. I'd like to make a donation to your team. I give them one of our business cards and we're on our way. You yeah. know, maybe I'll get another walker. So you wear your team shirts even when you're training. Absolutely. We do it or for events or walking because why not, you know, the, Try to get the word out or have someone ask, and even if they don't make a donation, if we're able to tell them a little bit about the society or the walk, then maybe not this year, but maybe another year, because chances are they know someone who has MS. We have definitely found that out, that almost everybody seems to know someone. They may not, you know, say it or, or anything, but I don't think you have to dig too far to find someone that you know with it, you know. Yeah, I have a guy at work that uh, his his what his brother has MS has had MS for years, and he's always supported our team. He you know it was important to him and the family, so he was always good to make a donation for our team. This year, his wife got diagnosed. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. His wife got diagnosed not even a month ago with multiple sclerosis. Another friend of mine that I went to high school with, I haven't seen him in years. A friend of ours passed away this year from high school, and we were at his uh, wake, and I was chatting with this guy. I used to play baseball with him in high school, and uh, he told me he got diagnosed with MS two and a half years ago. It's unbelievable how it's, it's just everywhere. I, part of it's because of what we do. You know, we fundraise for MS, so you're going to be at events, and we're kind of tuned into it, and some of the people that come obviously have a story about MS. But my friend at work, his wife, and my other friend from high school, that's uh, totally unrelated. Just uh, mm-hmm. both found out that they had it this year. I mean, 
now I got another unofficial member of my team because he's like, I got to do something to help out. I'm like, well, I know how to do that. Come with us. And he said, maybe I should be walking. I said, well, if, you, if you can walk, you can walk. That's great. If you can fundraise for our team, that's just as equally important. Yeah. And the more help we can get with that, the better. Well, it sounds like you may be a young team, but you have a lot of formulas that are working great for you. Yeah, we hope they continue to work, and we hope to continue to grow our team so we can make a real positive contribution to the MS Society in the future. And it looks like all four of you will be on the trail this fall, right? Yes, we will be absolutely. there. Absolutely, we will be there. Look for the soul train. <laughs> will you have Connor in a little back carrier? Uh, he might be in the stroller for a couple miles. I'm going to try him this year. He did the walk when he was just a month old. He was with me. Um, he can handle. A month it. old. He can handle it. That's right. He's, <laughs> He's the youngest walker. He's been brave with it, so he'll probably do a couple miles with me, and uh, I'll be aiming to get 50 or as many as I can this year, so it'll be good. We're looking forward to seeing everybody down there. We are. To seeing everybody aboard the Soul Train. Everybody. (laughs) Well, I look forward to seeing you on the trail. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Great to see you, too. You, too. Thanks. And that's it, our first interview of summer 2012. Thank you to Kathy and John for your time. It was great to be able to talk to both of you. I hope we didn't overwhelm the audience with having so many guests on at once. It's time to take a look at the event calendar, and it won't take long to do that because it looks like there aren't many events to offer this week. I don't know if that's because the holiday is coming up, the 4th of July, or because people are hosting events and not telling us about it. If you are having an event, you can post it on Facebook and Twitter and email it to all your friends, but you still got to let us know. The best way to do that is go to challengeblog.org slash submit and submit your event. It's a very easy form you fill out with your name, the time and place of your event, and we will put it on our site, on the podcast, on our Facebook page, and everywhere else we can think of. It's one-stop shopping for all your event's promotional needs. Well, you still should do some legwork of your own, connect with your local community, put posters up, hand out flyers, but we'll do everything we can. In lieu of any events exclusive to this week, I will remind you about Dining to Donate at the Hilton Garden Inn. This is an event that started on June 1st and runs through September 10th. It's a fundraiser for the Blister Buddies. Check out the Great American Grill at the Hilton Garden Inn in Devons, Massachusetts. Present a coupon that you can download off the Challenge Talk event calendar, and they will donate 15% of your dinner bill to the Blister Buddies fundraising. That's it for the events, and for this episode of MS Challenge Talk, we'll be talking with you one more time before the 4th of July weekend. Remember to stay safe, stay hydrated, stay cool. Talk to you soon. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org.